Hello and welcome to Finance Conversation. This is the sixth episode of the Merging Life and Money Show, and I am super excited to be here with you today. If you are meeting, if we are meeting for the first time, I am your host, Marie-Jo César, and I thank you for joining in today. If you are watching the replay, make sure to type hashtag replay in the chat and leave me some comments and questions. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. I come to you live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to share valuable information about how to achieve financial wellness from the inside out and live your life with means and meaning. Today's show is actually the fifth in the series titled How to Build a Secure Financial Plan. I will be exploring step five of the process, which is the need for insurance. So grab a pen and a notebook as I will be sharing tips and ideas that you might want to write down. If you have any comments or questions, make sure to put them in the chat. And if you want to talk to me directly, I will share my contact information a little later in the show. Let us start. So, so far in the How to Build a Secure Financial Plan series, I talked about four keys, okay? Financial, my, 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 sorry, financial my, mindset. Oh my God, this word doesn't want to come out. The importance of having a budget, how to eliminate debt, the importance of the importance of saving and today i will talk about the need and the importance of safeguarding your future by protecting your financial well-being the topic of insurance is such a broad one which is often misunderstood so while i was preparing for today's show a couple of days ago, I decided to address the topic of insurance in two parts. So today in part one, I will touch on how insurance works, the various methods of risk management, and how to develop your insurance plan. And next week in part two, I will share information about the potential risks that could affect your financial security and review the types of insurance designed to protect against these risks. Okay, let us start. So all of us wish to achieve financial freedom at some point in life. And that's exactly what I'm doing with you guys. It is um, the effective combination on and the synergy of the step that I've been talking to you about in the past week that generate financial success. And this alone could almost bring you financial wellness, except for the unexpected. So wouldn't it be a strategy to follow this principle to succeed and just to lose it all to a catastrophe? That is why I am addressing the topic of safeguarding your future and protecting your financial well-being today. As much as we would like to, we just cannot eliminate risks from our lives, but we can certainly manage it and we can mitigate it. The fact 
that we cannot predict injuries, illnesses, or natural disasters makes us forever vulnerable. We cannot take away the risk of your sudden death, but it is possible to manage the financial burden your loss would have upon your loved ones. It is possible to understand how risk is managed to decrease its financial impact by using the relevant insurance coverage. Insurance increases your comfort level with life, income, and property risk. As I said, insurance is a secret weapon to protecting your future. So let's take a look at how insurance works. Well, insurance is protection, okay? Let's get that out of the way. It protects you against adverse effect of financial losses. The basic concept of insurance is a transfer of risk from a person to a larger group of persons. In short, the personal, catast the personal catastrophe of one contribut contributing person is paid by the contributing of the contribution, I would say, of many others to decrease the impact of loss to the insured. This concept goes way back in history. I want to say the 18th century, the 1750s are about when insurance companies were formed to manage the, the, the very uh, same concept that I talk about, the concept of loss distribution and the transfer of risks. Those insurance companies have since become major financial institutions, essential to the functioning of all financial systems, believe it. They provide a financial safety net for you and your family. So basically, insurance companies collect some of monies called premium from the individuals they insure, and the premium are pulled together to pay losses to the insured. So the insurance companies document those transactions by way of contracts or policies that stipulate the terms and conditions under which losses or claims must be paid. Individual policyholders are not meant to profit from buying insurance, by the way. Instead, insurance is intended to cover only actual financial losses. I will tell you, some people feel really cheated when a loss does not occur, and some even feel that the premium should be refunded if they have no claims. But returning premiums would destroy the underlying economic principle of insurance, which is loss distribution. Now that, that I got that out of the way, um, I want to talk about risk management. Just about everyone needs some sort of insurance coverage, right? So deciding that you need insurance is easy, but identifying the right kind of insurance at a lesser cost takes some research on your part, as well as an understanding of how risk is managed. There is no need to purchase insurance for every risk as unnecessary insurance premium are costly and could leave you short of cash. 
Yet, those who avoid paying any insurance premium will find themselves in the same situation as you, short of cash. So there are various methods of handling risks. I actually identified five of them. Risk acceptance. Some risks are not very large, so you could decide to accept full responsibility for them as the economic impact would be minimal. Another one is risk transfer. The transfer is done by buying insurance. So risks that you cannot afford to accept are transferred to an insurance company in exchange for a premium. So not many of us would be able to write a check for a new house if it burned to the ground. So for that, we purchase homeowner's insurance. And I'll get into further detail maybe next week on that. Another um, way of managing risk is risk sharing or what they call insurance deductibles. Risk sharing is an arrangement whereby you accept a small amount of the risk and transfer the majority of the risk to the insurance company. So the deductible provision requiring the policyholder to pay a basic amount before the insurance benefit begins is a tool with which this is achieved. The more risks the insurance company takes, the higher the premium. Equally, if you are going to take more of the risk, the premium would be lower. So when deciding how much the deductible should be, consider how much risk you can comfortably assume and the impact that paying more in the event of a loss would have on your financial well-being. Another way of managing risk is risk avoidance. Some activities present large risks that you may not be able to afford, and you would not be the only one. Trust me. Did you ever try to buy collision insurance on the motorcycle your teenager son um, takes to the motocross track? Well, I could tell you, don't bother because I don't think there is any out there. If you cannot afford a wreck, just don't go to the track. Okay. Another, the last one that I identified was risk reduction. Can the loss possibly be minimized by restricting the condition that can create loss? Certainly. I could tell you, I know this lady, someone who had her car stereo stolen at least three times that I could remember before she decided to install an alarm system and be more careful about where she parked her car. So this is a typical um, illustration of risk reduction. I know it all seems so very confusing and you may be wondering how to decide what methods of risk management should be used. To be sure, I would recommend that you consult a financial advisor. Now that I addressed how risk works and the different method of managing risks, I would like to spend a few minutes on how to plan your insurance program. 
So when planning your insurance needs, ask yourself the following questions. What should be insured? How much should I be insured? Should it be insured for? What kind of insurance do I need? From whom should I purchase the insurance? And consider the risk you are exposed to and how the potential financial losses would affect you. Carefully examine your potential insurance coverage from three standpoints, risk, cost, and benefits. Do not pay for insurance that you don't need. Your money will be better spent funding a saving or an investment program that will serve you in the future. For instance, a single person with no dependents would have a minimal need for life insurance. In this case, the question is, who would suffer financially if he dies? Single people need medical and disability insurance because a serious illness or disability could quickly wipe out, wipe out all their assets. And without dependent, their life insurance could pay for funeral costs and any debt they leave behind. So they'll probably go very lean on the life insurance. Also remember that specific insurance need needs change throughout life, depending on your financial situation, your dependence, your assets, and your exposure to risks. So it is important to review your coverage regularly. So keep in mind the purpose of insurance. A proper insurance plan should cover all unaffordable losses without spending money on coverage and extras that you do not need. Insurance should be used to protect against losses, which would create a serious or catastrophic financial hardship. In most cases, your coverage should include six to seven types of insurance, okay? Life insurance, disability insurance, medical insurance, homeowners or renters insurance, automobile insurance, long-term care insurance, and business insurance if you are self-employed. And I will be touching on all of those next week. Uh, a little bit today and um, most, of it, most of them um, next week. It must be noted that property and automobile insurance can cover both property loss and potential liability loss. It must also be noted that people in their 50s and beyond, like yours truly, should also consider long-term health care insurance. So be before getting into details of each of the type of insurance I just mentioned, I would like to take a look at your greatest asset. What do you consider your greatest asset? I could tell you it is not your investment and it is not your house. It is your income. Without your earnings or your capacity to support your family, your, liability, your ability to save, to invest, to pay bills or buy insurance for anything 
is greatly diminished unless you have disability insurance. Many people would be homeless within a short few months without an income to pay their mortgage or their rent. Okay, and most financial planning experts agree that the total and permanent disability of the family's breadwinner is a greater disaster than their sudden death because the disabled person remains a consumer but can no longer serve as a provider. Despite this fact, would you believe that about 75% of Americans do not have adequate disability insurance? Folks, do not overlook your greatest asset when safeguarding your future. Now, let's talk about preparing for the unexpected. Building a solid foundation by preparing for the unexpected gives you plenty room to achieve great financial wellness as it releases you from worry about an unstable future. Also, make sure to revisit your insurance policies periodically as you may uncover money spent unnecessarily. Um, that you could have been using more effectively. If you think that insurance is boring, just imagine for a short minute how exciting life could be attempting to carry on without a year of income if you were injured in an accident. I can tell you that there is nothing sexy about insurance and it is definitely not the most exciting topic in the world. But trying to figure out whether your policy pays for your family's hotel stay after the big oak tree falls on your house may be more excitement than some of us can stand. So please familiarize yourself with your insurance coverage and ask yourself the following questions. Does your employer's benefit package offer disability insurance? If yes, how much is it? How long does it last? And most importantly, how long will it take before you begin receiving the benefit? If you have a life insurance policy, check to see if it, is, if it provides enough cover. Also check your homeowner's policy to find exactly what it covers. Does it cover that new computer that you just purchased? Make sure that you have the answers to these questions before you need to know them. See, so get familiarized with your insurance policies. While building your secure financial plan, Make sure to take care of your insurance needs before starting your investment plan because insurance can protect your assets from financial misfortune and provide long-term security for your family. The risk that can potentially have an effect on your financial well-being are many and include the following. Loss 
of family income during, due to death, loss of family uh, income due to disability, loss, uh, I, would, I should say long-term healthcare cost, personal liability, and health and medical costs. So I think that I talked about a lot of stuff in those few minutes. So I'm going to wrap up this episode here. And next week, I will share information about the types of insurance programs designed to protect against the risk that I just talked about. Let me do a quick recap of what I shared with you today. I shared information about um, how the concept of insurance works. I also explained the various method of handling risk, namely risk acceptance, which is wishing to bear the full financial burden in the event of loss. I talked about risk transfer, which is a purchase of insurance to cover the risk incurred. Talk about risk sharing, which is the use of deductibles. You are responsible for losses incurred up to a, specif a specified dollar amount. Then the insurance company pays the damage above the deductible amount. I talk about risk avoidance, which is a possibility of loss by deciding not to participate in the risk-creating activity. I also talked about the risk reduction, which is minimizing the possibility of loss through restricting the condition that create loss. Then, <clears throat> sorry, I touch on the question that you must ask yourself to evaluate your insurance needs when developing your insurance plan. And basically what immediate financial expenses would your family face in if you were to die suddenly? Think about outstanding debt, funeral costs, etc. How long would your dependent need financial support for if you were to pass away today? In addition to covering your family's most urgent needs, would you want to leave money for important but less urgent expenses? Consider your kids' education or some inheritance or even some charitable giving. Last but not least, I share some information about the importance of ensuring your greatest assets, which are you and the money making you, I would say you, the money, the money making machine and your income. <clears throat> and here are my final thoughts on today's episode. Through my life journey, I found that many people have the wrong type of insurance, uh, wrong, they, they pay in the wrong amount uh, of, of insurance premium um, and, um, and they don't have the adequate coverage. Some people are far over insured while others are very much underinsured. In my mind, they tend to associate insurance with the ugly things in life, such as illness, 
death, an accident, and would prefer to talk about anything beside insurance, just like money. The importance of protecting your future seems to be the most self-evident and logical secret of all. So why don't some people have adequate coverage? Don't, so I, say, I should say, why don't some people have adequate coverage? Why aren't they making the effort to preserve their financial success? Personally, I think that it's because most people are worried about being sold insurance. Seriously, the insurance industry has done a tremendous job of selling insurance many times to the point where people have purchased policies without understanding what they, they, what they need, why they need them, or whether they need them at all. I think that insurance is vitally important though. And by the end of this series, you will be able to buy insurance with confidence. So the key to overcoming catastrophic obstacles to financial success and maintaining your personal wealth to benefit you in years to come is to protect your future. Make your friends before you need them. I'm going to leave you with that last point. Insurance plays an important but simple role. It replaces economic loss in the event of a catastrophe. Okay, so I promised to give you my contact information. You can reach me by sending me an email at mj at mariejocesar.com or by sending me a direct message via Messenger. And, I'll, and as always, I like to close the show with a quote. So today I chose one from Ronald Williams, an American businessman, and it reads, the basic premise of insurance is the pooling of funds from many to cover the cost of some. For more information about how to build a secure financial plan, join me next week, Thursday, at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and 9 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time, as I will be continuing the topic of insurance and will address the potential risks that could affect your financial security. I will also review the type of insurance designed to protect against these risks. And I would like to thank you for being here today on the Merging Life and Money Show. I am your host, Marie-Jo César, I will be back again next week. Until then, continue merging life and money. Bye for now.